This is Michael Popak, Legal AF. Come on, Ken Chess, bro. Stop acting like you're some sort of hack constitutional law scholar with your filings in the Georgia criminal prosecution. You're one of 19, and you keep filing papers that not only dig yourself a hole and don't really help your case to try to dismiss some aspects of the indictment, but are just throwing dirt on all the other defendants, including one named Donald Trump. I'll give you an example. Today, it seems like every day I'm reporting on something Ken Chesbro did in Phony Willis's indictment. Today, he filed a motion to dismiss count nine of, his, of the indictment against him, which is the indictment related to falsely impersonating or a conspiracy to be involved with somebody who was falsely impersonating a state officer. We all know what that counts about. That's about the phony electors, the fake electors, who met in secret, signed their names to the bottom of the conspiracy, apparently did it with a court reporter present to prepare a transcript. That's a new bombshell piece of evidence I'm going to talk to you about now. And I only know that because Chen, Ken Chesbro filed the transcript of the meeting of these electors who are all now indicted, along with the lawyer for Donald Trump's campaign, Ray Smith, who was also in the room, recorded on the transcript, and has been indicted as well for his role in the criminal conspiracy by Fawny Willis. I learned a lot when Ken Chesbro files papers, even if they're only eight or nine pages long. They're very interesting. It's, it's fascinating to get inside the mind, like with a can opener, of a, uh, an indicted co-conspirator for, uh, for criminal RICO to overturn the will of the people. It's fascinating. What he's saying is, a version of what I reported on last week in a hot take, which is I told everybody as the lawyer, meaning you, Donald Trump, only use the alternate slate of electors in time of emergency. Only break the glass and take out the alternate slate of electors when there is a ruling by a judge that overturns the real slate of electors. But don't use them before that. I told them that. In fact, that's something right out of Ken Chesbro's filing last week in which he said I he's entitled to the defense of justification under the law because he was justified in giving legal advice, and which is what he said he was doing. And I told my client, unless you have a proper legal challenge, these alternate electors should never see the light of day. Well, we all know what happened. The fake electors signed their certificates. There weren't any successful challenges because Donald Trump went 0 for 60, 0 for 60. For those that follow old, old cartoons and videos, they were the, Donald Trump was the um, Washington generals to the Harlem Globetrotters, okay? He never won. And so since you never had a winning case in court by Ken Chesbro's own half-baked uh, thinking, these fake electors, I'm sorry, he calls them alternate electors, should never have seen the light of day. They should have been kept buried somewhere deep in some sort of cement vault under the earth, never to be surfaced. Because the thing that he said was a prerequisite, a precondition to their being used never happened. Yet, somehow, Ken Chesbro, these little uh, fake electors and their certificates got out. <laughs> it's like gremlins. They got out and they ate at midnight and somebody gave them water and they were submitted 
to the a number of places, the National Archive as a real certificate of electors, to the chief judge of the Northern District of Georgia for some reason. I don't know. Uh, there's no constitutional reason they were sent to him. They just decided to send it to him. And thirdly, to have it delivered to Mike Pence on the floor of the Senate while he was counting votes in order for them to be recognized. The other thing we picked up in the transcript, which I didn't even know existed until today, and so now you do, of their secret meeting. This was a meeting that when others like a reporter for a local Georgia investigative newspaper, saw this group meeting, uh, walked into the room and said, what are you guys doing here? They were so proud of what they were doing and wanted to do it in the open and transparent, the way the transcript reads, that they said, uh, we're doing some things for educational purposes, nothing to see here, move along. He's already testified to the grand jury for Fawny Willis, that particular reporter. So, they, but, so then when he was gone, they... Un, they took the cover off the court reporter's equipment and said, okay, let's go. Ray Smith is very interesting. He not only identifies himself in the, self-identifies in this secret meeting to create the phony and fake electors as a lawyer for Donald Trump's campaign. Now I understand why he's been indicted. But he also gives out, just bringing this whole thing full circle, one of, another one of my hot takes. He told the electors in the room they should sign on the dotted line and that if there is a valid challenge, they'll be used. And this is just like what happened to Kennedy versus Nixon in Hawaii in 1960. I had a hot take recently where I let off with Hawaii, 1960. Let's talk about it. I got to talk about it again because Ray Smith brought it up in the room to get them to move their little hands with their pens and put their signatures on the fake elector certificates. Hawaii 1960, I guess sounds good. <laughs> Who doesn't like Hawaii thinking about it in 1960? But what happened there and what happened in Georgia are apples and bowling balls. You can't even compare them. Okay. From 1960... There was, uh, back in the day when you were, you're, they're all doing like hand counting, there's very little electronic or computer counting. The original first certification of the vote in Hawaii, before all the votes were in, before all the votes were in, and, and the audit and recount had happened, certified for Nixon. Yay for the Nixon slate of electors. And uh, a lot of news... Um, News stations at the time, like CBS and Walter Cronkite, announced Hawaii for Nixon with one problem. The hand recount continued in Hawaii. And eventually, you know, maybe a few days later, they realized, uh-oh, Kennedy won. So they decertified that group of electors and recertified the state for uh, uh, Hawaii for Kennedy and sent it in before Jan 6th to the Senate. That's not what happened in Georgia. What happened in Georgia is Donald Trump lost three times. He lost the popular vote on election night. And with the mail-in ballots coming in as, as allowed. Then they did a hand recount. He lost that. Then they did an audit and he lost that. By the time the fake electors met, right, in December, middle of December, all of these audits, recounts, the lawsuit in Georgia had all been decided against Donald Trump.
As you know, I'm a trial lawyer, and when I'm not breaking down the latest legal filings the day for you on Legal AF, I'm jumping from courthouse to meeting to meeting, and it can be exhausting and, frankly, dehydrating. That's why I started using Liquid IV. Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America and is now available in a sugar-free option. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink— plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone. And you can keep your daily routine exciting with three new flavors, white peach, green grape, and lemon lime. I love how Liquid IV makes me feel. After having Liquid IV, I feel ready to take on the day at full strength. Also, the packaging is super convenient and makes it super easy to carry with me for when I need it most. My favorite flavor is the white peach. It's robust and super satisfying, but you can't go wrong with green grape and lemon lime either. Just one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. There are no artificial sweeteners and zero sugar with a proprietary amino acid allulose blend for a sweet taste without the calories or raised blood glucose levels you get from sugar. And of course it's non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. They partner with leading organizations to fund and foster innovative solutions that help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50-plus countries around the world. Real people, real flavor, real hydrating. Now sugar-free. Grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code LEGALAF at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you use promo code LEGALAF at liquidiv.com. So there was no valid challenge. So these fake electors were just trying in forgery to look like they were real electors to be recognized on the House of the Senate in order to throw the election away from the true winner, Joe Biden, to Donald Trump. What they were really trying to do was not to have necessarily the electors um, recognized by Mike Pence, which he never would do, never did, as the real electors, as in Hawaii, when they when there was a recertification, ripping up the fake electors and throwing them away, the prior electors, if you will. Here, the goal of this conspiracy, we will learn as the trial continues in Georgia and with Jack Smith, was not to have them recognized and counted as real votes. It was to have Mike Pence bang his head and go, I can't figure it out. There's two different slates of electors, one for Biden, one for my guy. And uh, it's complicated. It hurts my head. And there's fraud, maybe. And turn it over to the state houses, like 1860. All right, we're going back in history. We're taking the Mr. Peabody way back machine. Let's go back to 1860 and talk about when it got thrown over and what Jefferson did in order to preserve the republic. Because if it goes to the state houses and gets away from the electoral college and popular vote, then Republicans outnumber Democrats because they control more state houses, right? And so that's what they wanted. They wanted it to be thrown to the to the to the uh, state houses and let them pick it, or Congress. Although Congress, I don't think would have helped them. It really was the state houses. And so now we've got Ken Chesbro saying, "I don't understand in my indictment why I'm indicted at all, because under the ninth count, 
I didn't do anything wrong. I told them it had to be uh, under a, um, a valid legal challenge, and there wasn't one. And I don't. And which which federal which officer am I impersonating? I'm being charged with a conspiracy to impersonate uh, an officer, state officer. Which one? Because if it's the electors, it can't be the electors because there was a validly selected Republican slate of electors as an alternative batch. If and only if there was a legal challenge that was successful to pop up and take out the Biden electors. But that's not what happened. And that's not the conspiracy the way it's alleged. What it's alleged is, I don't know if that was Chesbro's idea. Although when you read all of his memos, there's at least two of his legal memos that will be brought into evidence against him and the others that was used by Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell in their lawsuits and sent around to lawyers like Ray Smith, now indicted, and other lawyers around the country to try to use in courts. This is where they went 0 and 60, which made some novels not the Novel legal arguments suggest that it had merit. Meritless BS legal argument and half dash, you know, too smart by half analysis. That's what Ken Chesbro did. And then he gave it to lawyers to use, right? I don't know if they were his client, but he gave it to them to use and they did it. And they didn't wait for the legal challenges. They just sent in the fake electors as if they were real electors with a stamp on it and a seal and sent it to the National Archive to create chaos and pandemonium and a carnival-like atmosphere presided over by the ringmaster, Donald Trump, to try to get the election away from the dutifully elected in the will of the people candidate, Joe Biden. So Ken Chesbro, keep filing things about your indictment. Keep submitting evidence that we didn't even know existed, like the transcript that these jokers, the 12 fake electors, created of their event. They were so proud to participate in the conspiracy to overthrow democracy that they actually recorded it. And I didn't know about that until he filed his paper. Said, Keep filing. They're not going to help your case. You're not going to get your indictment dismissed by Judge McAfee. You're not going to get your counts dismissed. You're not going to get the fake elector issues dismissed. You're not going to be able to act like, you know, you're standing up in your in your opening statement to the jury. Why am I here? I don't even know. I don't know these people. I just wandered in from across the street, saw my name on the door, figured I'd stop in and see what was happening. This is not going to work. You were one of the architects of the fake elector scheme and how it was implemented. You, John Eastman, this guy, Ray Smith involved, right? Jim Chupas, another lawyer you'll hear about uh, as the case progresses for Fawny Willis and Jack Smith, along with Sidney Powell, you know, the crackpot, the team crazy law firm of of Powell, Giuliani, Ellis, Eastman, Chesbro. What a law firm. A law firm that all got indicted. I mean, that's the little secret, dirty secret of the indictment. How many people that were or are members of a bar, a bar, a lawyer, a practicing licensed lawyer, have been indicted by Fawny Willis? We don't talk about it that much because some of them have lost their license already. But but all of these people either have, had, or may have a bar license uh, at one time or another. And they were all lawyers in some capacity for Donald Trump. Giuliani, Sidney Powell, John Eastman, Jeff Clark, Ken Chesbro, Ray Smith, and the list goes on. These are all like practicing lawyers. But this is what happens when you cross the line ethically and professionally and become a defendant 
and a client, if you will, for other criminal lawyers on behalf of your client. Never do that. I'm going to continue to follow the filings of Ken Chesbro, Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, Donald Trump, and the others, and everything else as I sit and occupy that really valuable real estate on Midas Touch Network at the corner of law and politics. I do it here on hot takes just like this one. If you like this one, give me a thumbs up. Helps with the ratings. Then we curate the best of these topics and stories during the week. And we do a podcast only exclusively on the Midas Touch Network. We call it Legal AF. You figure it out. We do it on Wednesdays with me and Karen Friedman, Agnifilo, former prosecutor. On Saturdays with me and Ben Micellis, co-founder of the Midas Touch Network. And then we put it everywhere you get your podcast from. If you like what I'm doing, you can follow me on all things social media at MS Popak. Until the next hot take and the next episode of Legal AF, this is Michael Popak. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram at Midas Touch to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.